uh, edit. Hold on, you just kind of went in and out there. How's it? How's it sounding now? Okay, it sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Can you send me the recording after you're done, or email yes, it to me? Of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll send you the um, the unedited one so you can uh, you can have a full listen to it. Yeah. What uh, what part of the UK are you in? I'm in uh, Devon at the moment in the southwest. Pirates of Panzance around around that end, is that right? Yeah, not too far. Yeah, yeah, that's over in Cornwall, so not too far away. Yeah, yeah. You're you're on the east uh, west coast, rather. Yeah, I'm in uh, L.A. Right. Okay. No, Plymouth. There you go. Plymouth, Exeter. Gotcha. You're in Devon. In Devon. Yeah. So on the uh, on the, the the southwest sort of coast so. of Britain. Yeah. Let's see it on there. Cool. It's a good area. I like I like southern UK. Well, yes. I've only I've only been to Dover, but oh, that's um yeah. I I used to live not too far from Dover actually uh, uh, in Canterbury. Uh, oh nice. So, yeah yeah I know that area very well. Cool. Mm. So whatever you want to get started, whatever so you want thanks. to talk about, I'm ready. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, I I I've been following your work for a little while now uh, I'd be interested to know a little bit first of all uh, about your background and how you uh, came to be looking at the things that you cover in your writing I think you know I was uh, I was a history major I got a law degree practiced law uh, I kind of didn't um, you know I kind of lost faith in in the corporate media and so I was always kind of researching other things and I was interested in testing kind of doing my own inquiries because I had seen stuff when I was in DC that wasn't really reported or wasn't reported accurately accurately upon. So I was always kind of looking at stuff and then I was researching 9-11 and things like that and uh, <clears throat> kind of led me off. I never really thought I would write a book and uh, I did. And I, you know, I really was kind of like, why isn't anybody talking about this? Even in the alternative media, alternative media weren't talking about it, things that I thought were important. So that led me to researching Crowley's connection to 9-11 or his ideology, his numerology. And then I researched uh, the West Memphis 3 case, which is a big criminal case here in the U.S. Mm. And then Crowley's influence in, upon uh, culture. And that was Children of the Beast, my book I published in 2014. And I did <clears throat> a documentary in 2017 about what's known as the smiley face killers. I have five documentaries on Vimeo mm. and uh, cold Hollywood, two on the smiley face killers, one children of the beast and another uh, cult nine 11. And then uh, my most recent book is, is global death cult. So I was, I was kind of interested in seeing if this stuff was real, like, mm. you know, people talk about or say that satanic panic or there's loaded terms, conspiracy theorist or stuff like that. And I think a lot of that is, made by some people who don't want you to research that, some people who haven't done the research and they don't believe it's real. So I think that that's what led me to write those books with a lot of footnotes is like, there actually are people that think this way or, or you know, I don't think it's it's common, but there are people that are into the occult. So uh, that's kind of like the arc of kind of a short coverage of all the stuff I've written and working on. I mean, now, I worked for Ed Opperman. I was uh, a producer for him for three years and then started my own podcast. I just I just passed like the 700 
mark. So I've done 700 different interviews. I've been interviewed and I'm interviewing other people as well. So uh, I've got a lot of stuff and you can hear me kind of ramble on or drone on on all those subjects to Prophet of Evil and the West Memphis Three. I just did a show on the West Memphis Three just before this one. So. Oh right, um, yeah. I I noticed you uh, you spoke to Chris Knowles about it quite recently as well. Yeah, yeah. He did some excellent research that I didn't know about. You know, there were mysteries. There's still a lot of mysteries in that case, but I think he is he was on point about uh, the Druidism involved in the actual murders, uh, May fifth, nineteen ninety three. So he's always done good work. It's interesting. Like I'll be researching a subject and and popping on, and then I'll end up at the Secret Sun. And then research more, and then end up back at the secret side of stuff that he's already done. So, uh, is he's he's good, one of the best. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so with the West Memphis Three, this is an interesting case because I remember uh, reading about it as a you know a youngster into heavy metal and and that sort of culture, and it was like it was presented as a real case of like a witch hunt of you know these were three innocent lads that you know just happened to be a bit you know a little bit outsider a little bit you know kind of quirky uh, and they got wrongly blamed for this uh this murder case uh and there was a, a lot of high profile celebrities got involved like johnny depp and henry rollins and other people uh uh but you know since i've discovered your own work and chris knoll's work it seems like there's a, a much more complex uh and darker story there I think so. I think it's very dark and it's, it's kind of inscrutable. It's very hard to figure out. Like when I first looked at it, I watched the documentary on the West Memphis through the first one paradise lost when it came out in 1986. And I just lost my mind. I figured that they were, you know, and then I heard they got out. That was 2011. So that was August of 2011. I just figured there was some kind of technicality and, Oh, I guess they weren't it. So I didn't really know much about the case, but really, clicked made my brain click was when i saw when i was researching prophet of evil i know when i was researching children of the beast came across a video where they mentioned crowley because i just got done doing years of research on crowley so that really intrigued me i said i didn't know crowley was involved in this case and i figured they were innocent because they got out so i just like okay well let me figure this out and i just kept reading it was like it was getting back into the occult again because there's so much occultism involved in the case blood drinking and rituals and statements uh references and it was all being ignored and still kind of is being ignored today like in the mass media here in the states nobody really wants to talk about activity the cult it's dissuaded you get labeled satanic panic conspiracy theorist lunatic Uh, but it's all there so there's a lot of occultism and what's remarkable is that once Eccles got out in 2011 he's right back in it so what some of the statements people said that he was involved or obsessed with the occult, he still, that's clearly his religion is esotericism or whatever you want to call it. But uh, he promotes it. He has followers. He had school, I can think of kind of a school at one point in Salem, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, where the rich, he, he was attracted to go to Salem, Massachusetts because of the, the Salem witch trials, mm-hmm. a very important event here in the States that got this whole nomenclature of like the witch hunt. Right. right. You're on a you're on a wild goose chase after a phantasm. So, um, yeah, so he's very much I think he just put out another book on magic with his wife. So I think he's still he's still kind of doing it. And he got tattooed with all kinds of occult referenced and symbolic 
uh, tattoos. So I think that's pretty much clear. But I mean, they sure make sure people don't look into that or dissuade people from looking at that aspect of West Memphis Three Kids, which is a, still in the news today. Hmm. Uh, was just, I mean, they're trying to reopen uh, the files of, of the West Memphis Police Department to get some evidence that's supposedly going to exonerate them. But uh, it's more that that's really a wild goose chase, actually. Hmm. It's more. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's a very strange case. The strange, there's strangers. Why are these all these big name celebrities supporting him? Why are they giving him money? Uh, large amounts of money. There was uh, estimated to be ten to twenty million dollars raised for their defense fund. It's an extraordinary amount of money that allowed them to get really the best PR, the best attorneys. Uh, this appellate attorney Reardon, really one of the best attorneys out there for that that appellate process after the conviction. Um, so they selected well and they paid well, is my understanding. Hmm. Peter Jackson, don't Johnny Depp. I mean, I think my understanding is they raised a lot of money, but the real financial backers to get Eccles out were uh, Peter Jackson and Johnny Depp, is my understanding. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it is fascinating because it is a you know that an undertone of uh, you know mass culture. There's an occult side to everything. You know, there's an occult side to politics there's an occult side to uh pop culture and all the rest of it and um you know with with 911 you know when i uh when i uh, discovered your 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 stance on 911 it kind of like it set a, a bell off in my in my my mind because when i visited uh ground zero uh, back in 2018 uh my immediate bodily reaction to the whole like the the structure that they built of the the, the sort of it's like a freedom massive, tower or what is yeah it the, the freedom or well, the the where the actual site of the towers oh, the were squares were, that yeah, yeah the, the square the black squares with the water just draining in like a sort of sinkhole uh my my immediate whole body sense was this is an this is a vortex of energy and that the entire uh 9-11 event was uh, some form of ritual sacrifice or some in even if just in a symbolic sense a kind of portal opening and i could kind of feel this energy draining into this structure so it's fascinating to discover your take on 9-11 and you've you've made a lot of links with sort of numerology numerology and the the crowley connection there yeah i mean i think that the, it's the definitely the western esoteric tradition the giveaway is 93, which is really Crowley's number. I didn't know that at the time. There was another guy. His name was Captain May and really was an early 9-11 research, researcher. He was in the military. He passed away, unfortunately. A lot of, a lot of researchers die young uh, in this, this regard. But he noticed the preponderance of 11s. He never made the kind of ideological connection, but he could see just 9-11. Building, the buildings are 110 stories. The first plane is an 11. So that esoteric tradition comes through Crowley, but 93, 75, 77, 175 is really a Crowley ritual. But it's in the common parlance of who do you adore? Which God do you adore? And you can, you can actually listen to like a Thin Lizzy song. And uh, he's referenced, I think it's called Holy War, uh, where like I perked up, like which, if you adore me, it's basically Satan saying, if you adore me, bow before me and say my name. 
So that adoration is used in this, that term adoration is used in a specific context. I think that's what the 175 is. But I think even the buildings were built for the purpose of that event, 2001. And I think there's a lot, it's not synchro, it's synchro mysticism, but I think it's even more than that, that um, that date was selected for a big event. And ground zero is very, even just saying the word ground zero is very strange because it's almost like the use of the word year zero, year zero, or the starting of a new event. So when you see that kind of energy, kind of a spiritual, psychological, psychosphere energy thing, I think it's a lot in there because I think it was a very powerful event. And uh, I think that magical ritual aspect of it, the timing, like if you, even in the West Memphis three, like go listen to Knowles. Like, I think he had it down. Like he had the date, the full moon. So you're trying to get all of those things in line to get the most magical response. And I think that that date, September 11, 11, 11, 11, 93, all those things together to really heighten and get the energy up. And that's like, if you read Crowley or even just the magical practitioners of ritual magic, that's really what they're trying to do is get that energy, some kind of energy, whatever they call energy, chi or... I don't know what whatever mystical name it was, but uh, they were trying to maximize. Even Crowley was trying to do that through the use of scarlet women. So you see that sensibility. It's not in the Christian tradition. It's in the kind of uh, cult esoteric tradition is trying to get that magic up or energy up. So, yeah, that I mean, that was an eye opener. I didn't like my conclusions that like you really did some numerology in this event. Like, I don't believe the cover story of the 19 terrorists or whatever. But uh, that whole, actually, the whole, you know, eight years of George Bush Jr. was incredible because there's so many other events at 7-7 in the UK. So you can see the global impact, the real uh, global impact. There was almost a war in Russia. I think it was 8-8, if I remember, August 8th of 2008. There were the um, Madrid bombings that were numerological. So strange things. Bali bombings, remember? These are all strange bombing events that didn't happen after 2008. And I think that's very telling. Like mm. They were weird kind of uh, psychic driving uh, terrorist attacks, but the perps might might not have been the real perps. You know, so. Mm. Uh, so when I write that about that in Prophet of Evil 2, the, not just 9-11, but some of these other strange events too. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So, so what you're saying is that there was a, a sort of a, a window of time between 2001 and 2008. Is that right? In which these it's, sort of were concentrated. That seems like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were weird dates, too. There was, the I think, the coal bombing, which also was a attack. Supposedly that was placed on bin Laden. That was the predicate, like bin Laden's a dangerous guy. He sent somebody out to attack the coal bombing. But that was also on a, a numeric, numerologically significant date. I have to pull that profit. It's been a while since I wrote that. But I have to pull that up. But once you see that pattern, um, it's hard to get away, you know, get away from it. Mm. Mm. But yeah, they're they're there. I mean, you can go through Crowley stuff 77. That's uh, Libra 77. It's mm. Babylon, you know, half of Babylon uniting uh, male and female energy. You know, it just goes on and on. So all that stuff is referenced through Crowley, at least. Yeah. Well, it, Crowley is another case of a um, an impressive PR job, uh, targeting the targeting the counterculture actually, um, 
and, and and Jason Horsley's uh, book Vice of Kings was the one that really woke me up to uh, Crowley's yeah the real seamy side of uh, you know even seamier than the one he presented to the the public um, that you know that this guy has managed to gain this reputation as being this kind of misunderstood eccentric uh, when you know the, the stuff that he actually writes about in his own diaries you know if half of it's true then there's something there's something much darker going on there you know so yeah he's a very well, very I, I, yeah i always laugh when people call him a dabbler like i mm. would just go this you no know, he's not a dabbler he's dedicated his whole life to this Mm. He's totally done it. And 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 you're right, the countercultural through Leary here. Yeah. Leary famously quoted him, you know, I'm carrying on the work of Aleister Crowley in the 60s and LSD and drugs. Uh, Crowley was, uh, was he called it back anholonium or whatever, but it was really peyote. So you can see that current, that connection through the counterculture. And, and they have done a con job on him. He's a very nasty person. Yeah. Hated women, had a very terrible relation, no relationship with his kids. There's never like... A story in his bio of like here's Crowley hanging out with his kids. maybe Ataturk the last one who ended up being uh, unwell mentally and you can read about Ataturk Crowley uh, this woman came and said have my baby and anyway you know one died uh, and then the mm. other just denied some denied that he uh, actually existed uh, mm. so yeah so you can see that kind of uh, selfishness not a good person branded women with a Mark of the Beast on their chest, the, the, all the Scarlet Women cast them aside. I think one of them ended up in like becoming a prostitute in Paris. So they did a good job in kind of he's a liberator and you know he's the liberator of humanity and teaching people about this and the oppressiveness of Christianity and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. mm. yes, yeah, and he influenced a... people like Kinsey, you know, who's yeah. just a real monster, total monster, and. Uh, yeah, the imp the impact is still reverberates, you know, to to this day, probably even through nine eleven, right? Just the magic, the kind of ritual magic stuff that he did, mm -hmm. probably influenced. Yeah, I mean, we can get into some of this. Uh, yeah, some of these people who it's kind of funny here in the states. A lot of people are on the far right here. It's like the ONA actually. They yes. parade themselves as Christians. And the Christian, the evangelicals lap it up, but they're virtual magicians, man, who've been in tombs and had people urinate on them, been reborn. So uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. It really is amazing. I mean, people who go through the skull and bones, they've all been initiated. Mm. Mm. Well, the, the ONA is a, itself a whole kind of nexus of rabbit holes there that, um, yeah the so the the order of nine angles which uh, i i hadn't really been aware that they were still going i'd remember you know maybe around 2009 coming across them on a kind of wikipedia trawl of esoteric culture you know being kind of someone on the fringes of just you know trawling through wikipedia just going oh what's that never heard of that that's interesting and assuming that they were a kind of one of those 80s sort of passing fads and just thinking these guys are so far out that surely there can't be anyone who's actually going to bother to join them. But then you suddenly find, oh, they've got this massive international uh, network now of 
like literal terrorists and it, it's really quite disturbing the fbi is involved with them and ostensibly like you know trying to survey you know surveillance on right. them, but basically helping them along and it's like oh wow right there's something else going on here very powerful yeah very profound the fbi they just found this one guy this year was getting over a hundred thousand dollars or had been getting a hundred thousand dollars through one of the nexians yeah. in south carolina that was the kind of to me it was one of the more prevalent ones that i found uh was the i can't remember now but uh i know the guy's name and, and it led to a lot of these guys getting re- arrested here in the last year or so and getting convicted so it is remarkable that they expanded out of this kind of small the small group in in the 80s of, of the uk mm. Yeah, uh, the, it was David Meyer, wasn't it? Was the the, the founder, and he's a he's quite a, a bizarre uh, character himself. He sort of looks like an eccentric country gentleman, uh, and uh, you know was massive sort of extreme extreme right sort of neo Nazi right. uh, character. Yeah. At some point, converted to Islam allegedly, but with. Right. With 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 the O nine A, it's it appears as though these sorts of this uh, this front of the use of neo Nazism is almost a kind of tactic in itself that it's it's less political and more a kind of like general. Let's go as far extreme as we possibly can, whether it be neo Nazism or you know uh, Islamist terrorism or anything that will destabilize society and cause disruption because the whole I- ideology as i understand it is you know uh, it's kind of like burn everything down and right bring nihilism back. accelerationism yeah. accelerationism to put in their their ideal kind of fascist what they call the dark imperium mm. they're influenced by a guy by the name of yaki and uh what's the guy the um the other guy who wrote uh decline of the west oswald spangler so they they have this kind of political implication or effect but yeah you're right i think that these the ideology of the lna the core ideology fits into hardcore violent neo-nazism and hardcore violent islam so Mm -hmm. that that, and you if you look in and kind of see the insight role concept where you're infiltrating and influencing groups from the lna into these things you can kind of see why that switch that Myatt made from Nazism to uh, radical Islam wasn't that much of a switch because at the core level, it's about destruction and bringing in something else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their reach is astonishing. Like, they, you know, they have a uh, where is it? Um, I was reading about Croatia that they've uh, mm-hmm. they've infiltrated, uh, you know, certain churches in Croatia and political organizations like just bland liberal globalist ngos have got 09a members right. <laughs> russia russia yeah. there's a nexian in in sweden there's some in italy secundra there's a many different little cells in the uk us uh new york here um, there's actually one in, in texas or was they kind of pop up and go away but um the growth really is astonishing mm. and i think it's in the context of communications um kind of a nihilistic worldview that's becoming more prevalent mm. so i think the ona can kind of 
benefit from that uh, loss of kind of social structures and things like that. I think all yeah. the guys who were in on the here who got involved in Adam Woff and, and some of the, that had some of the ONA stuff were all, you know, internet uh, trollers or guys who sat online a lot. <laughs> yeah. Your uh, your sound has cut out. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Sorry, my there we mistake. Go. The ONA's growth. I think Maya said they were at the third stage. So there was the kind of core stage of creating the ideology, then going out uh, and and proselytizing, and then moving into kind of a more political thing. So, and he was here in California actually. I think it was in 2006 or seven, talking to some locals here. So. He's been around. I'm surprised that he's done on some watch list here in the States. But you don't know. People have said this. Is he Intel? I don't know. But they've definitely had the ideology has had its effect in real world events. Mm. No question. And you can see it in my book. So you can see these Adam Walken guys doing crazy stuff. Mm. Uh, there's a guy, Will Willem von Nudigem in Toronto, uh, was arrested for stabbing somebody. Ethan Melser was just convicted, I think, here in New York of trying to set up his military unit and there's been deaths in russia so you're seeing people who who've had this ideology influence them you know getting arrested and things like that. Mm. it really kind of speaks to uh, a level of uh, social isolation and kind of communal breakdown that, that something like this could could catch on in such a huge way i mean relative to how extreme it is you know that uh, it, it's quite sad, actually, that, um, that that this is this is really a thing. It's kind of like, you know, you've got the kind of edge lord sort of current uh, uh, that, as my friend Adam described it, uh, you know, the, the, the edge lord current is, you know, at most of the time it's pretty much just trolling and humour and sort of satire and you know snarky, bit immature. But uh, you know, when it when it gets into this this level. And uh, it, it really speaks to something else going on in society, which is, you know, quite, quite alarming, really. No, I think you're right. Isolation, probably COVID didn't help. Uh, people not having the same kind of <clears throat> social contacts that they used to and, you know, throw in some kind of low level. You're on the uh, Asperger's or whatever, your Spurg, what they call them online. Uh, and you can have some strange outcome. Like they just had a case that was associated kind of with a guy in the UK. I don't know if you've heard of the Daniel Hussein case. He was just convicted, I think, very recently in London. He was reading online this bold be, become a living God. The founders of uh, yeah. uh, EA Coetting. Yeah, yeah. And who, who wrote for this Nexian, apparently, according to one journalist. He wrote for that Nexian that was in South Carolina. Hussein's in in the uk writes about it he follows this thing makes a blood pact with this demon that ea wedding recommends and then slaughters these two girls with a knife in a in a park in northwest london and just got convicted and they're not they the legal system there hasn't figured out what to do with sentencing because they can't figure out if he was fully 100 percent sane like mm. how bad is his uh asperger's or you know how about how what's the proper punishment proportional punishment so <clears throat> that's an that's just one of the many cases i've watched you know and that's really a shame so these two innocent girls got tied up with somebody who writes for the ona mm. or was influenced by a guy 
he wrote for the internet. Right? Mm. Hussein was influenced by E.A. Coyne. And E.A. Right. he got kicked off the internet. I think he's off. His YouTube page is gone. So there, there are consequences for him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was... Um... I was aware when E.A. Coetting sort of first emerged, um, I think it was on the disinformation website that someone's writing a kind of, you know, uh, a critique of him. Uh, and it seemed like it all kind of blew up in his face uh, quite quickly, that guy. You know, he got I think he got busted for uh, weapons charges and drugs charges and things like that, didn't he? And then I, I don't know what's happened to him since, but yeah. I don't know. I was actually in a kind of a conversation with him in 2010. Somebody set me up on some kind of con, you know, head-to-head, tete-a-tete or whatever. But uh, it's interesting how I'm still re- researching that guy 2010, 12 years later. <clears throat> mm. But actually, there's kind of a tie into the ONA with uh, Eccles 2 or West Memphis 3. One of the people he admired was a guy named Ford who was outer head of the ONA, so... Eccles knows some of those people too, which is so. There's a weird overlapping pieces of my research that ONA and uh, West Memphis Three has a little bit of connection to. Mm, mm, yeah, it does, does seem like they're quite a kind of yeah nexus point of a lot of in, very international, very strange and dark events. Really, you know, uh, oh, there's Ryan Fleming as well, who right. um, yeah he was involved in a sort of neo-nazi group here in the uk national action yeah he's a very 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 dark character was done for various kinds of child grooming offenses and such like and that is a kind of a strain within the ona is a lot of really crazy pornography and child pornography and child abuse and i think fleming at least he got i think he got arrested for grooming a 14-year-old fire member. Have you ever seen his website? <clears throat> he, has, he has all these weird ritual pictures of him with the dark gods from the ONA. There's blood on stuff. There's candles. It's all, like, outdoors. But I, I featured Fleming in my book because he, I think he's got at least arrested once. I think mm-hmm. he was in jail, but he he was connected. Yeah. These people have connected. There was the outer head of the order is this kind of mystery, mysterious female now. At least she was recently. She's renounced the ONA, but they all have renounced the ONA. So you can't really, you don't know whether the renunciation, the public renunciation is true. But I think Chloe was friends with him on some social media. Mm-hmm. So he had some kind of connection to the outer head. And I think he's kind of a, seems to be kind of a true believer in that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, his involvement in, and I think <clears throat> he wrote a book under, fake name uh a.a moraine which was published by this nexian out here in the states so you see the global connection a.a moraine which i think is some land place up in northern uh north uk but he writes a lot about vampirism and you see that kind of element there and there's i think a picture of him in one of his guises so he's a very in my opinion very dangerous interesting uh, character floating yeah i think i don't think he's very old no, no, I think he's actually younger than me, as as I as I recall. Yeah, he's 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 not old. Yeah, and that's and that's a very troubling thing too, because a lot of these guys getting arrested are in their teens, early twenties. Like they're kind of seeing this this seeding of these doctrines in very young people. I mean, hopefully they go right. You want them to renounce this stuff and go straight 
to go to the straight and narrow, but that might not be the case. That might not yeah. That well. well, exactly. As part of their modus operandi is to, uh, you know, act in secret. Uh, it's very difficult to tell when they've actually, they claim they've renounced it and they found, you know, they've gone to whatever it is, Islam, whatever. And what, what does that really mean? You know, um, as an example there, there's uh, the, the group that uh, Fleming was part of National Action. Um, there's a there's a photo of a of a young National Action activist putting up a sort of some some stickers as propaganda, and there's a, a photo of the same guy uh, dressed in Islamic gear, putting up wow. you know um, sort of extremist Islamist Islamist sort of uh, propaganda, and, and you know I would be very surprised if somewhere along the way that the what some sort of intelligence agency isn't guiding or directing or kind of, you know, manipulating or using both uh, in their own. And the whole thing just, it glows. It's, you know, right, the 09A right. is just like the glowiest bunch of glowies that ever glowed. You know what I mean? Right. No, it's really true. Uh, you, you know, it could be totally. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I can talk to you about stuff online. There's, there's some stuff that I'm just not going to get involved in. You know, if the government is doing something, it's not my job to expose that. But uh, Myatt was involved, I think it was Combat 18, which was definitely a Gladio stay-behind group. And he, I mean, that that is intel. That's full, like, right-wing intel. All those people who started that were CIA-connected, the Cirque types, you know. So what's Myatt doing there? And it's strange that he's never been arrested for anything because he had some connection to Copeland. There's no question that he had a connection to, for people in the States, is the London nail bomber who just destroyed a lot of people's lives, killed people. But uh, it was, I think, the National, what was the name at that time? They changed they changed their names a lot, but I think Myatt was the head of the National Socialist Movement, NSM, and I think that Copeland was part of that. So there's there was connections <clears throat> I don't know why Mike got away with it. <clears throat> so there are questions there. People always ask me that question, is the, is the ONA Intel? And I said, it might be. It might have been fortunate in Intel, but the software has gotten out. It's <laughs> out. People are reading it, you know. Yeah. I liken it to, what is it, to Evil Dead, like the book in Evil Dead. Like when people re start reading this ONA stuff, they go berserk. So... Mm. Um, whether it was forging, it's very smart. It's very clever. I've re I had the misfortune of reading a lot of different kind of occult man uh, manuscripts. Crowley's very smart, you know, uh, Church of Satan, things like that. The ONA, you know, Maya, you got to give Maya credit because he's integrated a lot of different things in there: Druidism, vampirism, the whole you know possession thing, dark gods. Even the star game that he is very super complex. It's probably way too complex for the average intellect to actually partake in. I think so. The 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 star game. So what is yeah. that? It's almost like you can look at it as like three dimensional chess. It's uh, different boards of black and white, and it's a means of communication, secret communication, like a crypt cryptogram, and it goes through. You have different symbols that move around on different parts of the map, and those can be aligned in a certain way. So they can actually commute. People who know how to play the star game can, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like their enigma, so to speak. 
Mm. Yeah, but it's also, it works on different levels. It also works as training to learn the dark gods, to learn the constellations where those dark gods portals are. So it gets very, it's super complex. I mean, just studying the star game is like a, it's a challenge. Mm. Mm. So, so it's basically like a sort of, kind of like a chess board. Yeah, it's like yeah. a chess board. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just black and white squares. I don't remember the dimensions offhand, but you have multiple chess boards that interrelate with each other. So you're supposed to place them in certain th- ways. And then the, when you change the piece on the board, you get a different uh, reading. Hmm. So I have to go back and reread that. But it's in my book. You can see it in Global Death Cult. I mentioned it. Hmm. But I've never I've seen it mentioned in the ONA literature but any ONA member, I've never heard them use that. I never see them using it. It's too complex or something. But it may be something in their personal inner, you know, their inner tradition. Like they, they definitely state that a lot of some of the stuff is transmitted orally. It's transmitted A-U-R-A-L-L-Y. So some of the inner doctrines, not everything's not all written. I think it's the same way in the OTO. Certain things are not written down. They're just tra- transmitted verbally. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that was, there may be something about the Stargate too. Maybe they are using it. I don't know. I couldn't see anything online that the, you know the members, rank and file members, are using. Right. Interesting. Yeah. This is all stuff that it. it it's so uh, multifaceted that that one topic alone that you know that there's even my kind of you know uh, sort of research that i've done so far is a is not even a you know one iota of of the kind of the 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 full extent of what's really going on there you know and and it would make perfect sense that there are um you know esoteric aspects to it that they don't reveal to the public which is kind of pretty pretty worrying considering the stuff that they do reveal to the public uh or that's out there yeah i don't think they could get it out i don't think they could it could prevent the whole thing about offers and selecting or sacrificing calling because it's such a core doctrine so that's easy to read but yeah there's clearly other things like i mean there's yeah i've seen some of their websites have smiley faces igor sarsky's discovered that so why is the smiley face associated with them, with Acid House Music, with Temple of Psychic Youth, Alan Moore? You know, what are they using this for, right? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot there. Have you watched um, Ed Sheeran's music video, Bad Habits? No, I haven't. Yeah, check it out. It's it's a full symbolic representation of ideology it's all there <laughs> wow that, that's the a screnching <laughs> possession late night vampirism uh wa- walking with the squad like a nexian all moving right. together it's really incredible watch it watch it with like the knowledge of you're watching somebody trying to teach you about the ona and you'll be like this is incredible and when he right. wakes up when the sun comes up he becomes himself uh-huh so <clears throat> and all that stuff, like go go read Fleming stuff about him going at night, traveling to a different city. Go read Fleming's material. His books are available online. I think you can find them on uh, oh, what's that site? They're around. Like I've read through his stuff. I know that he knows a lot for his young age. Mm. 
Mm. Oh, that's, that's um, yeah, that's a turn up. Uh, hearing that about Ed Sheeran's video, I, I, in a way, I'm not surprised. I always thought his uh, his music kind of had a. <laughs> uh, Have you uh, heard of the band uh, Bring Me the Horizon? Yes, yes, I know. I Total O and A influence as well, occult influenced. Bring that Me the Horizon is like sense. right out of kind of O and A stuff. So the horizon comes in the morning, right? The sun comes up. Hmm. So that means they're out at night. Even the title of their stuff means they're doing stuff something at night. To me, that's what it implies. And they've worked with uh, Sheeran, so they know right. they know each other. Right. That's... Bad Habits has 395 million views right now. Right. Yeah, you can go watch that. <clears throat> wow. I, I mean, bring me the horizon. Of just a the lead singer of that band is just a, a really really sketchy unpleasant individual i believe he was uh accused of having uh urinated on a fan and throwing a bottle of whiskey at her head or something like that because of uh she rejected him one of his advances he's a really really creepy uh unpleasant character i'd never really understood why they were as popular as they were as well because i mean you know their, their music's quite relatively quite extreme to be hanging out with someone like Ed Sheeran. Uh, so th- there was always something, you know, they used it. They've sort of Crowley's, um, Crowley's. Yeah. Paint. They use a universal hexagram. That's Crowley. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, um, you know, so and their songs, I think one of the songs when I was researching them was nihilism blues. So yeah. that nihilism is very much prevalent in kind of, the occult these days maybe not as much in the past i mean there's nietzscheism and stuff nietzsche clearly influenced the book of the law according to Mayat, actually wrote, wrote about that a lot mm. but uh so that nihilism is around yeah. mm. he's tatted up i mean the guys i don't i forgot his name but yeah yeah i can't remember his name either but yeah, yeah go read those connections they're there so it's uh some people in this in the culture are exposing it i mean we can talk there's some names i won't mention online but there's very Fairly well-known intellectuals in the UK who know about ONA. Hmm. People you could look up, yeah. I'll tell you offline. But. Okay, yeah. I mean, but if all you when you see those diff- different themes, nihilism, accelerationism, yes. um, occultism or esotericism, and some of these thinkers, you can kind of, you can see the, the intellectual genealogy of the, his, the intellectual history of where they're getting some of their ideas comes yes. through ONA. Yes. I, I can I can see that. And one of the things that strikes me is that there's a, a really fascinating um blurring of the boundaries between um you know what would be called extreme right ideology but also kind of extreme left sort of woke what is now called extreme left woke ideology as well. And th- that that's really uh, well illustrated in the case of the Satanic Temple and Lucian Greaves which is a really interesting kind of topic in itself. I would, wouldn't be surprised from what you're telling me if, that there isn't some, uh, that there, there would be some sort of connection there to that ONA scene as well. But um, they seem to be very clever at marketing their ideology towards, you know, sort of the kind of rainbow flag. Rainbow squad. Wearing, right, kind of, right. Yeah, the sort of like the kind of social justice warrior crew. But you, it is interesting, the far right and left, that you bring that up because they want to annihilate their enemies, right? So the left really wants to, you know, turn to ash anybody who disagrees with them. They 
are very strident in their thing. They operate as a, as a cohesive group. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between, much more similarities than you might think. I think a person yes. might think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if there is some, you know, um, contemporary woke activists in ten years' time have sort of flipped over to the far right and. Hey, maybe maybe vice versa as well. But yeah, with with someone like Lucian Greaves, you know, his background with flirtations with far right activism himself. But um, now he's, you know, paraded by vice media as being, you know, this kind of uh, uh, face of woke Satanism. That's, you know, not Satanism, apparently, because it's not a religion, but it is sort of, you know, that kind of. Well, he's not consistent. I mean, I think. Like he says, they're not praying to a, a literal being or something, but then they want to have prayer into into schools, right? Mm. So if you're not praying, why are you praying into anybody? What are you praying yeah. to? An ideology? Yeah. You know? So it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. yeah. But it is interesting. I mean, I was surprised to learn after research, researching the LNA of the cross pollination and fertilization in the modern occult movements. Myatt's sending stuff to the temple of set literally talking to michael aquino they know each other he's saying they're not satanic enough they're mocking him they reveal him as, according to the temple of set that he is anton long that might is long and also stephen brown so they expose the pseudonyms and then he says well he doesn't actually deny it it's kind of interesting like my Maya doesn't put out a general denial he says well i just don't want to mix my satanic career with my professional career so that's what i do like so he almost like tacitly admits that he's both long and brown in my opinion hmm. but uh <clears throat> yeah so you learn that these guys are you know they're cross-pollinating i wouldn't be surprised i haven't researched the temple of satan enough to know their ideology and ideological i think that lucian greaves that's not his real name didn't he go to a reputable college I th maybe i'm wrong thought he was trained somewhere i wouldn't be surprised yeah i, I sounds sounds familiar that he has some sort <clears> of <throat> background in law or something like that and i know he's gone after um people who've been trying to talk about um ritual abuse and you know and speak out for people who've who've survived that and that happens i've i've written about ritual abuse there's a case there in the uk of kids being in Crowley, it was Crowley kind of religion. I forgot the guy's name, but I, I wrote about them in Children of the Beast. Um, but there also is a similarity between the far left and the far right, at least in the ONA, which is uh, abrogation of conventional morality, right? Like these guys, like the far left, are, like their sex, like that's part of it is their sex, gender fluidity and stuff like that. And then on the far right of the ONA, it's like, you can do whatever you want. You can rape kids, pedophilia, be gay. So, I mean, in a lot of there, there was a. Uh, I'm not going to mention the journalist name, but he went through some of these guys' backgrounds on the far right here in Adamoffin, and they were not like the conventional macho. Like some of these guys were. One guy was dating a transsexual. Another guy was gay and not and had some kind of relationship with a non-white person. So he was in total violation of like the racial code of the right, which is, I think is really funny, but like they got exposed. They got exposed mm. for not, not, not being, uh, as you know, traditionally trad macho or whatever. So, 
Yeah, that's I think similarity on the far right and the far left too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, it's that um, the Jung had this phrase anantiodromia of um, you follow something far enough to a certain extent you end up flipping over into the opposite and yeah this is something that seems to be happening quite a lot these days is people get so extreme that you know they end up you know basically becoming the opposite like the antifa becoming the fascists and you know right and it's fascistic i mean there's a lot of fascism on the left they they always are pointing at the rights i'm like yeah you guys have a mirror but it is interesting because i think that Mayat does mention in anti-dromia i think he it's in one of his writings mm, interesting. i think he was influenced by young actually i think he's Most a likely. lot of young research yeah. yeah yeah but it is interesting because the ona is is the the ideology is kind of like it's part of the kind of uh psychosphere the kind of topography of this new modernism the new third millennium modernism mm. nihilistic technologically astute um fascist fascistic in a way i think that there there's there's something i could like what's it's like it bleeds in but it went in but it also comes out like they're also being i think being influenced by the the social political environment right mm. if that makes sense at all yeah, I can I can definitely see that, that there is a, a real feedback going on there that, yeah, you know, they're putting stuff out, seeing what what people respond to um, and then, you know, kind of feeding back from that, taking taking in influences from, you know, whatever it is, 4chan meme culture, you know, that kind of edge lord uh, current and taking that stuff and then taking to an extent that most of those guys on 4chan would 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 stop away before there you know and they'd be like hey guy maybe we're just kind of joking around here but maybe we don't want to go quite that far but these guys are you know they they're taking it to an extent and also mixing it in with you know very strange kind of you know traditionally left-wing ideologies like so, sort of extreme sexual liberation that you get a lot of that kind of idea coming through Crowley and Kinsey as well as you say in that sort of current yeah mm. No restrictions, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's very, very curious. There's like, there's definitely, I think that the new environment allows for much more fringe groups. The ONA was super fringe, still fringe, but it allows for, like, I mean, I think that there's so many different communities, even like in video games, like, mm. just the, the, the cult is like the new, is kind of like that too, where, you can almost adapt. You you can almost be a very small group, uh, and and still have co some kind of cohesion because of the technology. So my mm -hmm. point is is like, there's so many different little variations, and all these the Sonnen Creek, Fewer Creek, Adam Waffen, how they grow up and start their own little groups, and still have a kind of an influence, you know. And and there, I think that song, I think it was Fewer Creek. Sonic Creek, there were two ones, but this guy, he was like threatening people and making um making banners that insulted the miscegenation of Prince was uh Prince what's the, well, the the ones who moved to the US. What were their names? Uh oh Prince remember. Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah. Harry and Meghan, yeah. So 
that's kind of a small, small, I don't think they were very, very big, but they had an impact and they got banned. I think they got banned like they had a, what do you call Not a protective order. What do they call it in the UK? And a restraining order? Restraining, or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Or you can't be a member. Like the moment you become a right. member, you get a 10 year, 10 year sentence. I think that was, they were banned in the UK too. It was actually interesting because, I'm no, sorry, not banned in the UK, banned in Australia. Australia had banned a bunch of radical um, Muslim groups, and then Sonic Creek got slid in there. So they're in there with the radical Muslims, just like the ONA would want, you know. It's very interesting. That was recent. I think Sonic Creek got banned in the last one or two years. But my point, getting back to my point, is I think that there's a lot more, you're going to see a lot more strange fringe groups that have odd ideas that are a mishmash of other ideas like that bleed over somebody's and that was actually the idea of Myatt originally is that he didn't want to have a central ideology he wanted to have a corpus of knowledge that anybody could take from so there isn't that kind of rigidity within the ideology of the ONA like this is what you have to do if you want to go up the septenary way you have to go up to seven steps but and that's where that was originally rigid in the original thing but the way he thought about it, he had weird terms for these people who didn't join the ONA but were practicing its its creeds, its mm. credo. It's called I can't remember right now. It was um, they had these weird names like Belobians, like it's a classic cult cult environment where they had their own terminology for all this stuff, you know. Mm. But they had some, like they called them Belobians, and they just have these weird internal. I'd have to go buy the book right here, but they, I mean. It is interesting. So, like, Crowley would want, like, you rigidly are a part of the OTO. You pay your membership dues. But that wasn't the con- that wasn't the original concepts of, of uh, Maya. Mm. It was just to put out and put out all these ideas, you know. Yeah. Let's see. Um, like, uh, there's just so much, yeah. And they're clearly using encryption. Like, some of the stuff that she's, that the girl Chloe's put out, they have a PGP key, you know. So mm. there's encrypted communications taking place in this group, too. Another, another element of their secrecy and ability to communicate, you know, yeah. all over the world. Yeah, real close <clears throat> happiness, yeah. So it's been great to talk to you, William. Uh, what are you currently researching what can we uh, what can we look forward to you from you next i've been busy just kind of working on different projects uh i just passed over 700 inter- different interviews on my podcast broadcast william ramsey investigates so you can go back and look at that on and i did that uh talk with christopher knowles many talks about the ona igor sarsky's done a lot of research i just reposted all three of my interviews with him uh, in a row uh, recently within the last month and um, five of my documentaries are on Vimeo my books you can buy through William Ramsey Investigates or on Amazon and uh, I said I was trying to get three books done this year I don't know if it's going to happen or not but uh, I, I'm not just working on that so I'm, I'm definitely trying to get some stuff done and out but uh, keeping busy Fantastic. Well, keep up the good work. Uh, great to talk to you and uh, have a great Thanks, day. Hope to speak Luke, soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye now.